Let's go. MCU. Amen. Phase yes. 4. We are going to finally rank Phase 4. I am your host, Paul. Joining Can me. Me. <laughs> joining me, the East Doctor. Doctor Joe. Hey, Joey. Hey, hey. You got the sodas, Joey? Joey? <laughs> so we're going to rank Phase 4. Uh, coming up on the release of Quantum Mania, brother. Let me tell you something, that, man. I wonder if that guy ever killed anyone. Sorry, I veered off. Don't edit that part. Google, check, throw it into your Google machine. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna eat like a pig, and we're gonna go see Ant Man. <laughs> but first, let's rank Phase Four. I finally completed. I saw Wakanda Forever. This is probably the longest amount of time that I had to end up waiting to watch uh, a Marvel MCU movie. But we're here. I've watched the entire phase. Joe has watched the entire phase. So let us rank what has been, in my opinion, a mediocre phase. That's being generous. <laughs> so you, you want to elim- start? You could, elim- you could eliminate much of it. Yeah. Do you want to rank the TV shows first? Yeah, let's go TV. TV, TV, So let's keep, TV. Let's keep the specials out and let's keep... Uh, the Groot shorts. I don't know why that's on this list because I I, be- I believe they mentioned that was not uh, canonical, right? That wasn't part of. I, no, I think they are, but they're not in this phase. Okay, I mean I they really he, don't. They're in, inconsequential to anything. They're yeah. just him messing around, and they're and cute. The specials, they're cute shorts. Yeah, the specials are not. Uh, they don't really add add much. I I I will mention that I probably like. The Guardian special and Werewolf by Night more than some of the other Disney Plus content. Yeah, there's an argument to be made there. Yes, I don't know about Werewolf by Night. That was that was not in my wheelhouse. Oh, I mean, I wa- I'm I probably watched that uh, more than almost everything else on this list multiple times. I I would say you know what I I don't I don't know it didn't it didn't it didn't click with me. I like the Guardians one. I thought it could have been a little bit better, but. Yeah. It has the handicap advantage because Gunn filmed it while he's filming Guardians of the Galaxy. So right. it's definitely the most polished oh, thing yeah. that's been on Disney Plus. Yeah. So without a doubt. So let's let's start with the series. Let's go maybe we let's go from your least favorite to your favorite. You, least, you can do one and then I'll and then I'll we'll, we'll go back and forth. Least favorite. Oh, oh. Oh, I mean, we got all of these here. We got a whole, I know. A whole I'm going to go them, with so. I'm going to go with everyone's favorite actor except mine, Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight. <sighs> Just don't care for him, and I don't care for the character. <laughs> and outside of F. Murray Abraham as like the fucking what the hell's that character with the beak? Yeah, uh, Vish Vish Vishnik. See, you don't even know. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. You know why? Because he's too busy at the White Lotus. That's why. Uh, was not was not fond of it. I I appreciate that they're trying to bring in different cultures. Um, you know, like uh, like religious things and um, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the expression? fables and things like that but they yeah. just uh, it did nothing for me like lore almost or 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 uh, like wives tale sort of deal right i mean yeah like and, and and those characters with the with the multiple personalities 
they always rub me the wrong way because when you start watching something and you start messing around with the audience too much with the storyline at a certain point, you, I just lose interest. Like, oh, is this really taking place or is this taking place in his mind or this or that? Right. If I got to start thinking too much for this shit, because this is not, this is not college. This is a fucking TV show based on comics. And everyone's like, oh, he's so good. He does all these personalities. Yeah, if I have to try and, and need a roadmap to figure out what's actually taking place and what's not taking place, I'm not having a vested interest in this shit. And they have Ethan Hawke as this fucking Whole Foods-like version of a supervillain. And it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. I happen to like Ethan Hawke in it, but I would, I would probably put this with you. Uh, as the, my least favorite, this is the only one of these shows that I really had to like push through to to finish it. And I remember, I mean, I just had a summit at the time, but I remember like dozing off in more than one episode of this show. And yeah. I, I'm fairly certain Julie uh, will watch every, all of these also. And if we don't watch them together, she'll watch them independently. I don't think she ever finished it. This is the only thing on this entire list that I don't think she finished. Time because well she was she was bored with it, and yeah, it's it got it went too like goofy. And I'm not going to speak on multiverse of madness and and stuff like that in it yet. But like this had like a giant hippopotamus, and like I'm like this doesn't it's just not. If there was any justice in the world, uh, Oscar Isaac would have got hit with that snowcat, not Jeremy Renner. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, we're gonna have to end the show now, and just that'll be it. Why but, Marvel uh, don't Marvel don't sponsor this show? <laughs> You're gonna get canceled, Joe. Be, be careful, people will start rating the show one out of ten. Like uh, why? It has, why? Because I don't like be why? Because I don't like Oscar Isaac Isaac Oscar. Well, he's got two first names. Apocalypse. I don't even know what order they belong in. Terrible yeah. midget apocalypse. Fucking I think Ethan Hawke is one of the only things that saves the show. Uh, but uh, it's still not. I don't know. I, you know what? I don't really have an opinion on Ethan Hawke as an actor because I, I can't even tell you if I've ever seen him in anything. He's very good in Gattaca. Have you ever see Gattaca? Definitely not. The Black Phone is a more recent movie. He's, he's very good in also. Keep going. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's one. Well, he's in uh, Training Day. Right, which that was a popular. Hey, one with the... hey, Denzel Washington, you're in none of my fucking, none of my arenas right now. Uh, well, I'll have to go back to other ones then. Hmm. I'll go with the next one then, and I don't know if we're gonna fall in line with the same. And this is tough, but Falcon and Winter Soldier, it just didn't do it for me. I never got there. I never cared how they used Baron Zemo. I mean, like, they, they build up as if they're going to use him more. And I, I really just don't care for either of the two characters. I like that Sam's becoming Captain America now. But, like, it just took too long to get there. And and I, I didn't really care. Like, oh, he can't get a car loan. Like, I don't, I don't or whatever it was he was looking for. Some loan. The bank. Yeah, he's looking for, like, like, a bank loan. I, you know what? Like, looking at this list, I, I would have to probably agree with you on falcon and winter soldier but you know we've had this discussion like personally but you know there's been rumor and innuendo that 
the script had to be changed due yes. to COVID because which which looks fairly obvious to me at least. Yeah, the whole the whole plot line of the of the show doesn't hold up under scrutiny and that is the main problem with it. It just yeah. it has no stakes and it's like the first episode they meant they make mention of some sort of vaccine that these people stole and then it completely drops off the radar. Yeah. And the girl is not really a great antagonist. And then I forgot she's in what is it? She's in solo? Or she's in Rise of Skywalker. She's in one of these Star Wars movies. I don't you know, know which one. I think she's in uh, Solo. Okay, she's in Solo. Yeah. And she's not really good in that either. No, so I don't know. But she's not you, a focal character. But no. no, she's not. But I like. I like. I don't know if this show rubbed me the wrong way towards her because. Yeah. I, for you folks at home, I had a Star Wars marathon, anticipating a debate with Paul. We could do that episode maybe. A few weeks down the road, <laughs> and uh, me, me, we're gonna have a debate as to me sticking up for the prequels and you battling against the prequels. Yeah, we okay. could go the whole. We could go the whole gamut. I watched the, everything, but we 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 stand on similar grounds on many of them. Well, yeah. we're not gonna get into the weeds on Star Wars yet. But yeah, this this show. So it, would it, you you would put this in the same ranking? So we're right now we're the same Moon Knight and then Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, disposable. I mean, yeah, I, and exactly. Uh, outside of the introduction of Elaine or Valentina in Falcon and Winter Soldier, there's not a whole lot that really happens, right? I, I mean, they they bring out the U.S. agent. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's a throw another throwaway character. He is. And how many super? How many super super soldier serum people are going to be in the Thunderbolts? It's going to be like a whole yeah. team of super soldiers. Yeah, it's it's stupid, but it's uh, it's not good. It it could have been better. The whole my whole thing is the the plot is like complete garbage, and it's kind of a waste of all those characters, which is sad. Outside not, of Sam, see, I I never really was a big fan of most of those characters, so I, I was. I don't watching. I don't mind Bucky. I like I like Sam Wilson. I mean, I don't love him. I like him. Yeah, you know they got to keep that Captain America brand alive, and of course, in the comics, that's you know that's this is the way. But yeah, it's, well, and, and the costume looked awesome when he eventually became. It looked straight straight out of the comics when he became Captain America at the end of the show. Yeah, which just, is a, which is an anomaly because usually these they don't yeah they don't translate it at, well yeah. at all and this is almost exactly which was was real it was cool it just to finally get there it was like oh I'm glad it's over yeah so what would you where would you go next uh, I would probably go this is going to be very controversial <laughs> very okay. controversial very uh, very I, would, I don't I don't know. I would go. What if? Okay, that's where I was leaning. Uh, I'm surprised. I was leaning between What If and Ms. Marvel. Yeah, I I, I, was, I I might go Ms. Marvel actually before What If. I. So we're going to be swapped probably, because I would go What If. You know what? Like the the concept is cool, but 
that could just as easily not be anything to tie in with the MCU. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're talking tie into the MCU or we're talking our favorites, because yeah. what if it really isn't tied? It doesn't need to be. That's what the whole point of it is, right? Different no, I timelines. Know. I know, and I feel like it's gimmicky. It's like, hey, we got like 65% of the <laughs> actors from the movies to voice the characters, and it's like... You know, I, I, I don't have a problem with the voiceovers. My main problem with that show is that oh, I don't either, but I feel like that's like a huge selling point to get people to watch. Yes, it, it is. It, but you know, the problem is a lot of real actors don't necessarily mean they're good voice actors for for a cartoon. No, they, that, they don't. They phone it in true. sometimes. They don't give the same portrayal. But I thought my, I, I thought it was interesting, but like if they do a second season of it, I don't know how interested I would be to to watch it. Yeah, my problem is, though, with the show is it started off as what I expected it to be, whereas it would be almost like an anthology where each episode would be a different story. And then towards the end, it ended up being, well, they're going to rip these characters from each of the episodes and, and they're going to end up fighting Ultron. And it's like, and that's not what I wanted. I wanted individual stories that were completely separate. And they delivered that for like three or three or four or five episodes. And then it kind of went into building a team up, and I didn't, I didn't care how, how it capped off. No, the the team up thing was completely unnecessary. And some of the episodes could have definitely went to be longer, like the zombies episode. Like you're thrown in that they're already zombies, and just how quickly it moved through the motions. Like that, that shouldn't have been an episode. It should have been a, either a movie or a multi part thing. Which now they're going to do a series anyway. Yeah, well, zombies are not a fan of the whole concept of it so that's that was a big appeal for people and that just yeah. immediately kind of turned me off well the and the problem with it is i mean it's fine the way they treat it we'll see how they treat the, the show when they do the show is that it didn't really touch on how the comic book treats the zombies and i think the comic book storyline is really good and they didn't really touch on that because it involves mr fantastic and i guess they didn't want to tie that into a character no one has met yet be a hell of a way to introduce him. Yeah. So if if uh, you have what if there, I would probably put Ms. Marvel. So we're we're alternating. If you think Miss Marvel would probably be your next one, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was cute. It's yeah. A little it was. disposable. Right, and we'll see where it connects going forward because I'm sure it will, especially with the the Marvels movie and the way it ends. Uh, but. Again, it was it was kitty, it was cute, and it, I like the uh, like the Avengers convention and stuff like that in there. And uh, it's a little cringy when they mention that she's a mutant and they play the jingle from the X Men cartoon. I mean, yeah, I think it's we'll, not great. I think we have we'll have more on that later in our discussion. But I think I think it's cute that like the first episode. I wish they would have done it like the rest of them when they do like the little pop-ups. Little with bubbles. cartoons and stuff like that? Like the doodles yeah. and the drawings? Yeah. Because it was like it, a departure from their normal stuff. Yes, yes. that And that's where I'll give this show credit is it's not typical of what else we see uh, generally, but there are a couple things that stand out that we haven't discussed yet on the TV side that I'm sure we're going to be in line with also personally That is that did veer very differently. And uh, I guess this just wasn't different enough for me. It also didn't help that there's really not like a real villain. 
There's no one like you need a villain to carry help help carry it. And uh Yeah, it's weird. I thought like that that woman was gonna be the villain, and then it's like she's not really a villain. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. And then the son gets powers, and it's like, eh, I still don't like the way they gave her the powers, and she doesn't like have the true and big in. And I don't know. They just they don't want to make it like Mr. Fantastic, I guess, because eventually he'll be in there. Like, I, it just seemed, seemed half-assed. And like, I know they want all this, like we were saying before, of all this uh, inclusiveness. And it's great that they can have all these characters. But if the character story isn't really ready to be told, maybe you should hold off and not tell it yet. Yeah. So where where would you go next? If <coughs> those are similar, we'll try. We're trying to see if we. I mean, there's only a handful left. Uh, I would now probably down to the go... real. I know. So uh... we have, in, in no order, we have She-Hulk, Hawkeye, Loki, WandaVision. Uh, probably have to go with the Queen, She-Hulk. I, 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 I'm, I am with you. <laughs> so far, we're very, very, very in tune here. And I enjoy She-Hulk. It does get off the rails towards the end but that's deliberate i mean it's it's a very tongue-in-cheek sort of show it's a very adult sort of show i didn't think they would go that route with the basically she's uh she's very uh promiscuous if you would say rather than say other words she is uh yeah she it's it's funny how they they present her as like a you know like a typical millennial they they like to poke the bear with the trolling shit and it's like it's amazing because there was like one episode, and it's like almost as if they were fucking filming it like the the complete week from the previous episode being launched. That's how like on the ball these writers were with like with that aspect of the show. I forgot what episode it was, and it's like it was almost as if they wrote and filmed the show like right after the the previous episode was was released and, yeah. and, and cranked it out. And I, you know, I know you, you do not have a liking for She-Hulk. I've always liked the character. Um, I, I thought it was good. It's, it's lighthearted. It tries yeah. not to be too serious. Well, I will say I, I do like, I do have a better appreciation for the character following the show. And that should be what the goal of these shows and movies are, to make yeah. you a fan of the characters, such as uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which many people are not, I'm, myself included. Yeah. And that's what this show has. Uh, I am more of a fan of the character now than I have been as a lifelong Marvel fan. I never really cared for S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, now I have a, somewhat of a, an affection for the character. And I know a lot of people hate or don't really care for the finale yeah. where she breaks the fourth wall and she goes to fight with the writers about it. But as I'm sitting there watching that episode and you have Abomination and you got Titania and you got this and okay. I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is a fucking hot mess. Like, but I'm like, why would I'm like, these these writers have not been going in this kind of direction yeah. with this show. And then all of a sudden, uh, fucking Tatiana Maslany looks at the camera and she's like, "We really gonna do this?" I, it like she's fucking reading your mind, or well, at least yeah. reading my mind. And I, I, I happen to like that. 
at Cathol because it was very different. It was really, it's really a big jab to the internet community, right? And it, it's, it's, it's almost your appetizer to them bringing Deadpool to the MCU. It's like this is a us uh, just dipping our feet in the water of the yeah. only character so far to break the fourth wall in the MCU and and get you sort of prepared for more of that. And I know that they will probably not do this, but I wish that they would kind of like redo the CGI in it because I feel like with the exception of the first episode and like any type of like heavy action scene, the CGI for her is terrible. Yeah. They've had a lot of problems and I know a lot of people have coming out uh, even more recently because Wakanda forever is on Disney plus with some of the really bad uh, VFX that Marvel has. And there's really no reason why they can't go in and and correct them now. I mean, you don't need to George Lucas it and add different characters or scenes into them, but you could touch them up. I feel kind of feel the same way when I go back and watch the Irishman. I'm like, this is now years old, like someone, and we've seen deep fakes that have done better job. Like you could go back and touch up the movie and it doesn't affect the movie at all. Yeah. I mean, that's a different, different topic for a different episode. Right. Right. I I mean, just in the same vein as she's doing the motion capture for She-Hulk and there's a handful of scenes where it just looks completely out of place. Whereas there's a couple scenes where she, maybe she's sitting at the desk or whatever. It looks fine. It looks like gosh, she could be placed in the scene. Yeah, uh, that's that. That's probably my one heavy complaint. Yeah. There's like I, the, one, the one episode Scott is mostly filler, and I wish that they kind of went a different direction with it. I think it's the is it the one with the wedding. Could have yeah, done without it, or the one at the retreat. I, you, those I like the retreat. I like the retreat episode because you have all the B characters. Yeah, that's the other thing I like in the show. It introduced a lot of like those very obscure B yeah. characters in it. I, I'm not crazy about the way Daredevil is portrayed, but I'm open to see where it goes from here because this yeah. is his first real Daredevil appearance in the MCU. So we'll see. I like that he has a yellow costume. That that was cool. I like the CG. She... The CGI looks terrible in it also. Yeah, I like how she pokes fun that he's got a yellow and a red costume because yeah. he's blind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I, I mean, I, I think we'd be on the same page next is, is Hawkeye. Yes. Yeah, and, and Hawkeye was really good. Uh, I look at it as from a rewatch standpoint and She-Hulk and Hawkeye probably in a similar area. Kingpin being in Hawkeye bumps it up a little bit for me. Uh, it's taking place during Christmas. I know you and I, you know, we like to watch our Christmas stuff around that time of year. That bumps it up a little bit for me also. And I mean, it's one of the me, few shows that, like, I almost watched the whole series over over the holidays again. And yeah. I usually, for TV shows, obviously, you don't have a whole TV series that takes place during the holidays. But right. Um, I thought I was only going to watch the, like the last two episodes, and I ended up watching, I think like episodes four through six. Yeah, it's good because they really just go one into the other. Most of these shows do, so yeah. they're more like a long movie. But uh, I, I I really enjoyed the show, maybe because my expectations were low, not being a big Hawkeye fan. Uh, but Renner does a really good job, and 
I forgot her name, but Kate, Kate, whoever the girl that plays Kate Bishop does a great job. D'Onofrio being back is awesome. Like there's the, the performances are really good in this. I, I, I had a little bit of faith in it. I don't, you know, people bash on the Hawkeye character. I don't think he was terrible in the movies, except maybe Avengers. Because no, like, I just don't like. I just don't like him as a comic book character in general. He's just no. a gimmick, gimmick bow and arrow to me. Yeah, and I mean, you know, when you're he's a green arrow, but not as interesting. Well, yeah, well, when you're surrounded by superpowered people, right. you're like the shits. Yeah, but in well, this, he's he's grounded. You know, but I thought I I I I agree with you with placing Hawkeye here, and it's it's good. It gets extra points because of because of Christmas. Yeah, um, and D'Onofrio, right? I mean, you like D'Onofrio's performance, and he's yeah. staying around now, and it makes it even better. Yeah, and that was like you know heavily rumored, but it was like a pleasant surprise, and it's like funny because he's only really in the final episode, and. You, you, like even when you rewatch it, you like it doesn't feel like it. Like he, yeah. Like you know, it, it's like weird. Like yeah, because he's he's the the big bad. That's the overarching. You don't really meet yet. And yeah. like even the tease before that last episode, right when they do the credits and you see like his outline over the city. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you, you know, it was great. I enjoyed that. So we have two left. Where will you place them, Loki? Or WandaVision. What, what, we don't need to say which number two, then what's this number one? And obviously two is the, by default. I would put Loki. 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 Loki as, uh, as my number one. WandaVision is number two. Oh, it would be so close to me. Both of these shows I rewatched more than any of the other shows. And I remember watching both shows like twice before watching the next episode even and then going back and rewatching them i feel like wandavision is just so different than everything else i think i think i like loki better but wandavision just for being so different i would put it number one uh see i i've been wanting to like revisit wandavision and i just can't bring myself to to doing it and it's not because it's bad it's just it's just so it is like a lot to unpack and it's just like it's just so long it's like you can't like i feel like loki i could kind of pick out a few episodes and just run through them like i feel like you have to watch both complete though i i i don't really feel that way i feel like with wandavision you do and with WandaVision, it's like, it takes like three episodes to kind of, I mean, once you've watched it, it doesn't really, pro- it probably feels different, but it's like, yeah. when you watched it, it's like, it took three episodes to kind of like ground you into like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, but I, that's what I like about it is that like, it didn't just do the normal kind of setup. It's like, we're doing these almost parodies of these old TV shows and just that that's our setup for what, yeah. what what to expect out of this but also it's very like it's very heavy i feel like i feel like loki there's like some some lightheartedness to yeah. it there's like well, some winks and nods but like wanda much. wandavision it's very well done but it's it's very heavy on everything yeah. and it just doesn't let up on you well to, to me that's 
and that'll lean into when we go into the movies is that's where I think Wanda is really the star of this phase in many aspects to what they did with her character and they, how they grew it and, and uh, really make you feel for her. Yeah. They do, about, they, I, they do I, a hell I, of a job to like, like kind of flush out her character and she's definitely been a focal point for this. Right. And, and I, I can't really argue the phase because I love Loki also. I love the, the, the score of Loki is my favorite of all the shows. It might beat out the movies also for this phase. Yeah, I think it would beat out the movies also. And the dynamic between Owen Wilson, you know, and and uh, and Loki, it's, it's great. And they're going to be back for a second season. This is the first time we see Kang. I could probably teeter on both, but I just go with WandaVision just because of how different it is. But Loki really sets up everything, right? Of everything in this phase, Loki is the thing that sets up more than anything, right? Yeah, and now, like, in, in retrospect, like, you know, I feel like that show is more, is going to be more important than WandaVision. Yeah. At least at, the, at this point in time. When, yeah. When we started I, I out agree, this phase, I, it, it felt, like, different. It, it felt, felt like, like Wanda was going to be a potential big bad. Yeah, and that she was going to be the focal point of... Yeah of this phase for at least a portion of it, I, that could still be the case. We don't know. Yeah. Oh, the, not the, this, this, this saga. Yeah. This saga, yeah. I should say. Yeah. But, well, we don't also don't know, like we were speaking on uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. We don't know how much was changed because some of these shows did not air in the same order. They were originally supposed to like black widow was supposed to come out first. And then, you know, yeah. So this, this did end up getting shifted, but, uh, yeah, so let's do the same thing for the movies. We have uh, almost just as many movies as we do shows. Uh, we want to start with the worst again and go up to the yeah best. I'm sure. I'm sure our worst are are similar. Also, uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll start with Eternals. Yeah, absolutely, race, race to the bottom. That the was worst, terrible. The worst MCU movie beyond just this phase. This is the worst MCU movie. Is it even really an MCU movie? It is Zack Snyder's uh, Eternals. It is so terrible, with the exception of Angelina Jolie and the post-credit scene, not the <laughs> one you stomp your feet at. The one with the one with Pip the Troll. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say I don't think I know I've watched parts of it, but I don't think I've watched this more than once. It'll be the only movie on this list that I've only watched once. I've seen it. I may have watched parts of it. Let's call it one and a half times. Because I've seen like the second half of it. It's long. It's boring. Oh, yeah. And it's got like a decent cast. and It's got a really good cast. And it just... I I don't know where they would... What they thought. They were maybe too ambitious introducing all these characters and it's not like a a, a, a James Gunn a vehicle like Guardians where he's going to have introduced these characters with some comedy and and you don't really feel for them because you're you're introduced to them as that they're like gods right and they've been around forever and like you don't really sympathize with them I think that's one of the main points of the, the movie 
No. And it's like, they're very ambitious and it just introduces um, like a whole part of the MCU that I don't think the audience is kind of ready for with the Celestials. Yeah. I mean, you they've kind of touched on like the cosmic MCU here and there. Yeah. But this movie kind of like throws you into it and it's just... I, I still stand by my original... I feel like my original thoughts were on the show well, after we had, had seen it is that this would have been so much better as a Disney Plus show. And, you know, for as long as it is, maybe just do individual episodes based on around individual characters. You would have got to learn the characters, their backstory, and then the movie could have been a different storyline. I don't know. I just, the storyline just, it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the MCU. Maybe it will after phase five and six, but they haven't connected to that movie at all. So essentially you don't need to watch it. And let's hope that's the case forever. <laughs> well, I'll go with the next one. And I'm not sure if this is where you'll fall. Uh, it just could go between two movies, but I'm going to go with Black Widow next. Uh, it's really another one that's in this, uh, that you don't necessarily need because the character uh, passes, uh, not passes, but dies in uh, Endgame. And I do like. Uh, what's his name's uh, character in it? Who Red Guardian? Red Guardian, yeah, and and even uh, Elena, who we see in in Hawkeye. This is really her movie, more than it's Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow character. It's more of her taking the role and taking the mantle. It's just another thing that almost like Eternals. It like seems like not really necessary. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no stakes. You yeah. know what happens to to uh, Scarlett Johansson, I, you know. There, there's no, you know, it, it's kind of interesting, but it's also kind of like not interesting enough to have been fleshed out into a movie. It's like the plot line is very like, you know, oh, she's gonna save all these like black widows, and then this fucking guy's got like a a floating like shield like um headquarters that you can't see in the sky yeah. and it's it introduces a lot of a lot of good characters uh, taskmaster is not very good character not no. a good villain um yeah is it, would, mean, it, would this be your next pick i it's, it, it was it was straddling between this and and shang chi to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was oh, all right. I was right. I was saying mine was was between this and Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, that's another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the only reason I went with this first is because of Christian Bale's little bit of performance in Thor: Love and Thunder. Other than yeah. that, that movie is extremely forgettable, and way too many one-liner or. Boom, boom jokes after every it's like it's, every fucking scene it's so forgettable i forgot it was in the face <laughs> talk about another one that's really that's the problem this phase is just so you much know what i might put I might, stuff i might put love and thunder um in this slot and black widow above it 
Yeah, so so, so we're, we're we're on the, almost the same page here because the outside of of Gore in it, I, I was. I it was sucks not... because like like Thor and Black Widow, they kind of there's parts of these movies that are good, but like all together, they're they they don't bring they don't bring anything. It doesn't come together. Yeah. Well, I I. You know what it is, is that you know how much I love the first Thor movie, which is uh, not necessarily uh, the general consensus. But I also like Ragnarok. I wouldn't put it as my favorite. I prefer the first Thor movie. But then it's just like they just let Taika go. And it's just like, yeah, do whatever do whatever the fuck you want now. And it's like he must have had some restraint in that movie because he like maybe couldn't do everything he wanted to do or, you know, like and now he's got the clout. And it just, it was way too, way too all in with the jokes. And uh, it just felt like a chopped up movie. I don't know. The stuff with the kids being kidnapped and like some really bad CGI of them, like coming to them in like a holographic vision. It's just really bad. It's not good. There's not enough bail. There's too much comedy. Yeah. I like that they went to like, uh, uh, not Olympus, but like that they went and they saw Zeus. Yeah, like the realm of the gods. Yeah, and they went there. I like I said, they they another one that touches on cosmic entities, but not, you know, with like the visiting eternity, and they kind of like turn it upside down as to like what the character is. They don't go full into it like Eternals does with the Celestials. So. You know, it, it brings parts in, but I, I might put Love and Thunder and then Black Widow. I'd probably put from like worst Eternals, Thor, Black Widow. Black Widow, even though it's it's not as good and the stakes are just not there, yeah. I feel the plot holds up better. Yeah, I think it might. I, I I might shift I might shift it actually. I think now we've made the case between each other that actually Thor might be below it. It might, yeah. I think I, I would switch it and put, put even the action and everything is just better in Black Widow. Yeah, I mean the like the scene in the in Thor where like they're on the the, the planet where there's like no colors and black and white. That's the best scene in the whole movie. I feel like. Yeah. But the C- like, there's some bad CGI in that also. Yeah, and like Portman. <sighs> Portman's a mixed bag for me. I feel like she's a huge nerd and she is not good for any of these type of movies. Not good, <laughs> not good in superheroes, not good I, in Star I, Wars, not I good feel in like... for Vendetta. She's not, she's not, this is not the type of actress she is. I feel like she just did this to like be like like uh, Harrison Ford and like let the character die off. Like she just wanted, uh, yeah, but she, she didn't, cared she, about. Did, she did not even have to come back. They could have made this movie without her in it. Yeah, but they wanted they wanted to introduce that character, and I'm sure she's going to show up in Secret Wars. But for what? She's in it, and she dies in the same movie. There's well, I'm nothing. saying I think she's going to show up in Secret Wars still. I don't know. We'll see. But they go I, to Valhalla, and she's just like her her delivery of the dialogue when she's Mighty Thor. It's just so bad. Yeah, I do like the costumes though on the both of them. Oh, and I don't I, like his at all. It, it might be. With the exception of like the first Thor, might be my favorite of the Thor outfits. I I think it looks terrible. 
the blue no. one with the helmet and everything. I don't know. I can't at all. No, I think it looks no. like regal. Like, yeah. I like I, it. I, Again, it ties to the CGI. I just don't like the way it looks. They, then they, every every helmet now is like a nano helmet, like Iron Man and in, in Infinity War, right? Where they they have to like do the dissipating rather than taking it off physically. What his his mask comes off like that? The both oh. of them. Yeah, right, I don't remember right. that. Or it appears like that, and then the fucking horns change on the side of uh. it. And even in Black Panther, which we'll discuss, the same thing happens. She like makes the mask appear. It just it it the, the visual of it doesn't look doesn't do it for me. It's it's very lazy. Yeah. So I would probably go. What do we have left here after this? Well, I know where you're you're going to stand, but so I'm, I may differ, and I've only watched it once. But I'm going to say Black Panther: Wakanda Forever next. And to me, it's just it is it's it's a good movie. It's just fine. It's not great. It's not bad. There's not enough Black Panther in it. They had an impossible. Uh, well, there's not enough because he's dead in real life. That that character. They, we're not going to spoil it just because it's still somewhat fresh. Why he's but dead? He's the dead. He, he even said in an interview, he's dead. The hero of Black Panther is in the movie, and we don't get enough of that character, in my opinion. It, they had a daunting task to make this movie in the first place, and I think they do a really good job uh, as a tribute to Chadwick. But to me, the star of the movie is is Namor, and they do an awesome job with him. One of the better, better revealed and performed villains. He is the best thing in that movie. Yeah. By and far, and there is you know what? There might be a tie between Thor and this movie for that place of being bad because with the exception of Hinton, that movie I feel like is a lot of rehash. You've got, we're going to go into spoiler territory. So you might want to fast forward if you haven't (laughs) seen it. But like, I feel like everything's a rehash. Her becoming Black Panther, rehash. The fucking girl Iron Man, rehash. Then the girl Iron Man makes armors for the for the fucking for the people, rehash. It's like it's like they couldn't. It's like this guy Chadwick Boseman died, and they had to rehash all the good parts of the MCU to kind of carry this movie along. And I was not really crazy about it. The yeah, guy who I, the guy the guy who plays Namor. Awesome when he threatens to fucking kill everybody, when he like flies into like uh Angela Bassett's face and he makes that threat. That is like one of the best scenes, probably in the MCU to date. He's just, yeah, I mean, she she did an incredible performance also in the movie. And uh, I lost my train of thought on what you were saying. What about all the rehashing? Yes, but. I wanted to add on to that about uh, Ironheart. It's like she built the armor and it's just like by the time she eventually built it, I'm like, are they just going to show a montage of her building the armor? Because like when when, when did she build it? It's like the whole thing is they had to rehash certain parts to like carry the carry the weight for him. But the, and, and, maybe, and maybe I missed it because uh, I, I like I said, I only watched it the one time. 
But does she even reference like the inspiration from Tony Stark or anything like that? Because I don't think so. I've only watched it once too. I haven't had a chance to revisit it on. Like I feel like this is we're missing scenes where like she has to talk about her the arc reactor she's used right and 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 Tony Stark being an inspiration. I know she's supposed to be this smart person. Obviously, she helped build this. She didn't help. She built it, not realizing the government was going to use it to find vibranium. But like that, that's. That's like the one scene that's supposed to tell her, oh, well, she's this smart. She figured out something that no one could ever figure out. Yeah. I, I so, d- but do, so you, but do you believe that this is better than Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi or no? Uh, or did I make an arguable, a good argument for it? You made a good argument for probably Shang-Chi. For it being better? Yeah. Okay. At least it doesn't rehash. So, so we're still on the same standing then, as far as yeah. the best of like best when of the you phase. when we were talking about Thor, and then you started going in on you know Black Panther, and I, like I remembered all of the shit that I had problems with Black Panther. Yeah, see, so. Shang Chi I like because it was uh, it falls into being a little different. It's it's entertaining at least. It has some comedic parts to it, but it's not over the top like Thor. I mean, uh, the Aquafina stuff borderlines on being too much. She's very annoying. And then the the Trevor's Slattery, uh, Ben King, Sir Ben, Sir Ben Kingsley stuff. It, it, I really like it, but it is teetering on being a little too much. Yeah, he but, was he was unnecessary. But it's it, just they wanted to close that arc, right? And yeah. do do the fans right. And then it just goes really balls to the wall in that third act with the dragon and uh, the demons and stuff like that. But I, I happen to like it. And I, I I thought it was different. They do a, di- a different job with the Mandarin and get him uh, losing his mind a little bit, right? Hearing his his uh, his wife, uh, not really hearing it, but it, them playing tricks on him. It was interesting. I this movie, uh, it's all right. I like it. I don't make it a point to revisit it. It didn't like the action scenes are good. I think it's worth. I think it's it's one that that I put on a couple of times just because like the scene in the bosses in the beginning is is really well done. The the thing for me is this movie ranks high because you had movies that had better potential do so poorly. Like yes. if and Black, this was this we didn't Black expect Panth- this much. Yeah, if Black Panther and, and Thor were a little bit cleaned up better, even Black Widow, like this movie would have easily have been in the fucking Eternals toilet. <laughs> so it's just that those movies were so disappointing and so so bad that right. that this movie ranks like high. So are we in the same mindset? You already know my number one. We've discussed off the air. But are we in the same mindset then? Yeah, this this is probably all agreement. Yeah. So we're so. both on the same page. Multiverse of Madness would be number two. And then yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home would be number one for all they've built. It's crazy that it's a Sony movie. We know we know Marvel still produces it for them. But I, I know, I'm sure Kevin Feige takes a personal... And uh, he expects his movies to do better than the Sony movies. And in this phase, Spider-Man No Way Home, to me, is 
with like leaps and bounds better than everything else. Yeah, but you know what? It has it has something the rest of these movies couldn't bring to the table. And I was thinking about this the other day, how people are clamoring for them to do a sequel, like revisiting this and you know, having McGuire and Garfield show up again. Yeah. And, and Which I it. think for certain is happening. I do too, but it's not going to be the same. No, that no, like, no. That is like the, the mystique with this yes. movie. And yeah. that's why. And bringing that, back the villains, throwing in the lines of dialogue from the other movies. It's really, it's, it's Days of Future Past, which is one of my favorites, done to like times 10 because you're connecting universes of two different branching Spider-Men that had their own movies. And the, the, the thing why it works so well is that it wasn't planned to ever be that way. If they planned it out, they would it would have it wouldn't have panned out as well as I think it did. No, I don't I don't think so either. It's like even you well, if you're like a fan in the know, like you knew kind of what was gonna happen in this movie, and it's still like it blows your expectations away. Yes, it's still like absolutely you're still sitting there watching it like like I can't believe like Toby Maguire is in this and I can't believe that Andrew Garfield's in this and that they brought all these like villains back right. from the previous the movies. And, uh, yeah. And, what, and what, what's crazy is like I watched it with my wife and my wife she likes superhero movies but she before we had even met she was like she had no idea about them so for her to watch it and she liked it not having any of the backstory of how these two other Spider-Men are in five additional movies, uh, you know, that goes to show you how well together the movies put up that a person with no idea that there's, there's five movies that like, this is like this plays off of. It really ties back to like, like someone now watching it is almost very comic reminiscent is like you could watch this without seeing those other movies, but then you get that little passage on the bottom of the page in the comic. And it's like yeah. for more of, of Toby version Spider-Man, see Spider-Man 2001 or 2002, you know, like it's almost like when you'd read yeah, the it comic like and, and it reference the other the story where you can see how they picked up into this situation. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, and that they they managed to put together a movie that you you could watch, and you have a better appreciation for it if you've watched the other movies. But they're completely not necessary. Right, it right. stands Absolutely. up on its own. Yeah, I just want to mention again, far and away, mine. But we're we're coming on our time crunch here, and we gotta we'll figure out something different for future shows because this. Time crunch with Zoom isn't working out, but uh, Doctor Strange, uh, really, I enjoyed as well. I I expected more as far as cameos and stuff like that, but I, as a big Sam Raimi fan, I enjoyed his style of shooting and the horror aspects of it. Uh, I did expect a little bit more cameo wise, but I was not disappointed with what we did get. And this was our first taste of the X Men jingle. In there when they it revealed Professor X, which again is kind of cringy. I, I think they should quit using it. I don't think they need to use it. But uh, they what do you think, Doctor X Men ninety seven? 
They have to. They have to use the jingle. Yeah, but they're not tying to the cartoon. No, I think I, I know they're not. But I think that this this Doctor Strange movie is really good. I, I think it's better than the first Doctor Strange, to be honest. It's close. And I like the little horror aspect of it. And it has one of Mads my... Mads Mikkelsen is really good in the first one. Yeah, but I like this. I think that, you know, Olsen's a better villain. Oh, yes. Oh, 100%. I love the scene where he is going up against the other strange and they're turning the musical, the musical? notes yeah. into like that's, that's cool into objects it might be one of my favorite mcu pieces it, it is a cool it's a cool scene and i i like when she takes over uh Kamataj. like yeah. and she's like playing like throwing softballs at them at first and it's like okay and that scene was supposed to be apparently a lot more graphic but yeah. it, it's pretty brutal i mean she really fucks them up Yeah, so it's it's got some brutality in it for a PG thirteen movie. Yes, definitely. And I, these are far and away like these are not the rest of the movies, in my opinion. And I have to watch Black Panther a few more times. But Spider Man and Doctor Strange are like a very distant one and two. The others are 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 not close at all. No. But we're running out of time on our uh, Zoom window. This was great. We're gonna we're gonna see Ant Man. Are you gonna see Ant Man? hopefully when the week it comes out or i'm gonna try all right so then we'll have a review for that and the next episode will be the dc slate that'll be our next episode hope you guys enjoy take care peace out